Hello and welcome to the Third Coast Podcast. I'm Noah Therian and I'll be your host for this week. We have an exciting program today. Third Coast theater expert Mark Metcalf interviews Jonathan West, the managing director of the Sunset Playhouse, and we'll hear an improv piece from Nick Shirk, who gets a surprise caller. Jonathan West is the managing director of the Sunset Playhouse, and he also runs his own blog site, Artsy Schmartsy. Today, he talks with our own Mark Metcalf about his many ventures into the world of theater. So, Jonathan, you have a new job. I have a new job, Mark. You're the managing director of the Sunset Playhouse. That's correct. I'm the managing director. The man- And what does a managing director do? Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, In this particular situation, the managing director, I'm the managing director of a community theater. The Sunset Playhouse is a 50-year-old community theater. 50 years. 50 years, yes. Consecutive Consecutive. They didn't take any (laughs) any seasons off. Didn't break for World War Uh, Vietnam. No, nothing (laughs) at all. They kept chugging along. And um, I often say to people that I'm actually the managing director of a social club. (laughs) Um, because <laughs> what I do is I try to make people happy. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I, and you're I don't, very good at that. Oh, well, thank you. I've always much, been Mark. happy. Thank you very much. Right. Um, along the way, uh, I'm, uh, of course I, I am, here's the boring parts of the job. I'm involved in all the financial decisions. I'm the person that the buck stops with me literally. Okay. So I need to, uh, I spend a lot of time with spreadsheets and uh, financial information, and right. uh, we're trying to kind of let the world know that we're serious about the fun things that we do. So I'm really working very hard right now with the Sunset Playhouse to um, put its image out in a new way um, and uh, tell the world that we're out there. Is its image going to change because of your involvement? I would say definitely yes. Okay. It is, yeah. Does that mean, because they, I mean, Sunset Playhouse is, Playhouse is known for doing good, tried and true, old Broadway hits, standards, doing very pleasing, pleasant right. entertainment. Right. And exactly. they also do musical. I think uh, the Roadie Sisters were just there. Or? Right. They're coming up next coming week up. for a couple of weeks. Right. Um, and that won't change. The Sunset Playhouse will continue to do really good, high quality, high value right. um, stuff that is produced by professionals um, and implemented by volunteers. by volunteers. And when I say that, there's a professional staff and artistic director. Myself is the managing director. We have a technical director. Um, we hire people for certain positions, choreographer, music director, musicians. But all of the talent that you see on the stage at the Sunset Playhouse is volunteer talent, and all of the backstage people are um, volunteers as well. So you have hire no equity actors? I can't no, we do job. not. No, you can't get a job, Mark. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And, yeah. after 50- and that's why you'll never see me <laughs> performing at the Sunset Playhouse either. No, mm, that's too bad. But we will we get a chance? That's later I want to ask you. But- later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that type of entertainment is the, is the cornerstone of the Sunset Playhouse. But there's a perception within the community that we're trying to shatter that the Sunset Playhouse is a place that only your grandmother would go to. And that's not true. When people come into the Sunset Playhouse, it's a really, really fun place. And we do tons and tons of fun stuff. And uh, it doesn't matter if you're young or old. Uh, when people, when we get them through the door, they all agree, 
this is a really fun place. Well, entertainment is entertainment. And right. Exactly. Everybody likes it yeah. if, they, if they know what to expect. It, you do, it, the Sunset Playhouse does have a bit of a, the image of it is that your grandmother goes there or mm-hmm. it's sort of dinner theater that maybe not mm-hmm. as challenging. And I, But I would say uh, your audience after 50 years is probably pretty perfect professional too oh absolutely yeah and we have a very very supportive audience too and we are we are not out to change the world with theater we are out to have serious fun and we want people to take us seriously for the fun that we're having so you're gonna hear a lot of that we're gonna make a lot of noise in the coming year about the sunset playhouse and this is the year of the sunset playhouse this is the Mark year of the words. sunset I'm right on top of it. Well, that I was, I, cause I wanted to talk to you about this because it seemed a de- great departure from what you did at Bialystok and Bloom, mm-hmm. but the way you talk about it, it's, it's not, I mean, you had mm-hmm. fun at Bialystok and Bloom too, and it seemed to be, uh, your purpose, mm-hmm. slightly different kind of fun than I suspect you'll be having at mm-hmm. Sunset Playhouse. Mm-hmm. But you've grown up a little bit, sure, right? And uh, uh, and it's a and it's a job, and, the, and I right. understand. Well, and the important distinction is is that we have an artistic director, and he does a great job. And when I was at Bialish Second Bloom, I was the artistic director. I was also the managing director, so I was wearing both hats. Right. I don't set the artistic programming for the Sunset Playhouse. I support the artistic programming for the Sunset Playhouse, and though my own personal artistic leanings may go in a different direction. Um, I couldn't be more supportive of the work that the sunset does and the role it fills in the community for, um, people who want to, I mean, the sunset is all about giving people the opportunity to realize their dreams. If they've ever wanted to act on stage, we're there to let them do that. And we are there to guide them into it in a really fun, supportive way so that they're not having a, um, a bad experience with it. We're introducing people into the theater um, in a really, really engaging, superb way so that they go out and see other things. And I feel like right. the Sunset is a feeder for tons of things in the community. And if you so. give an audience a good time at one theater, they'll go to another theater. Exactly. Now, you won't be able to act there, as you said. Right. Will you be able to direct there? Um, I I, uh, uh, I have directed at the Sunset Playhouse, I but I, I've actually made a decision not to direct at the Sunset Playhouse because I'm the managing director. So I want to stick to the task that uh, is at hand for me, and it's a formidable task. There's a lot a lot of work to do. This is a new position. They've never had uh, this ah. position before, so I'm kind of creating it as I go along. And, um, you know, the remarkable thing is that there's a 50-year history of the Sunset Playhouse um, existing solely on volunteer operational support, um, which means that, that the volunteers really run the place. Right. But we are now doing 19 productions a year, 19 full productions a year with some special events thrown in there. So there's probably 22 to 23 live performances um, productions happening at the Sunset Playhouse in 19, a season. Is that 19 plays or 19 it's, productions, uh, including the music, like the Roadie Sisters? Right, 19 in. productions. So that would include our musical. We have right. a musical main stage series. We have a cabaret series called Side Notes. Um, but these all need to be fully produced. So sure. um, it, it, taking some of the administrative burden off of the 
volunteer board and off of our artistic director was something that was really, really something that needed to happen. So that's good. Well, yeah. congratulations on that. Well, thank job. you, Mark. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm great. Yeah. I'm happy for you. It's nice to have. Yeah. A, 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 do you consider this a straight job? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's nice to have a straight job. It's it is. nice to have the income in these days. And it's nice to have a job like this that allows me to support um, the vision of one place. But uh, but also, I feel like I'm not dead on other fronts too. That I um, still. Well, you're still involved in the theater. You're not bussing tables. In the theater. No, I'm not bussing tables. And you know, I hope to continue to act and direct in the area when people will have me. And and whatever you did at Bialystok and Bloom, the very edgy, very I used to call you the most dangerous man in Milwaukee <laughs> because of what you did there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the edgy stuff and the, and the sort of deep, uh, besides just fun, good mm-hmm. fun, and all that nudity, um, <laughs> there was uh, um, there was a good strong edge in the sort of dark. Uh, uh, undercurrents of the human heart were exposed in some of your productions like right. Danny and the Deep Blue Sea. Right. I think we all have our secrets, but I maybe as an artistic director put my own personal secrets on stage a little bit more often than other people. <laughs> well, I mean, it, I think it's one of the thing that, things that an artist sort of is an artist so that they can do, so right. that they can put their own personal dark secrets out there on stage and that way they don't have to live with them every day. Um, so... Will you be able, is this such a straight job and such a time-consuming job that we won't get to see your smiling punum on the uh, stage? <laughs> no, um, I'm um, eagerly um, anxious to r- return to acting and directing. And uh, um, in in many ways, actually, this job allows me more opportunity to do that because my job immediately preceding having this job was um, being a stay-at-home dad, which um, I... I if, if for anybody who's ever done it, it's actually the hardest job in the world. It's the best job in the world, though, too. I do so, it, and I know it is. Yeah. Uh, it is the hardest job, and people don't consider it a job. Just stay at home, mom. Stay at home, dad. Having right. a kid or kids is a job, right? I think to a certain extent, being uh, espoused, having a, a spouse, having a wife or a husband or or a partner is a bit of a job yes, too. So is. you have yes. a lot of jobs. Now yeah. are you going to continue with Artsy Schmartsy? Yes, I do. I continue my blog, Artsy Schmartsy, at artsyschmartsy.com. We'll promote everything. Yes, absolutely. And uh, and I actually just currently wrote a book. You wrote a book? I wrote a book that is uh, coming out April 6th called Milwaukee's Live Theater. It's 150 years of history of theater in Milwaukee. Wow, amazing. Yeah. Who's publishing it? Arcadia Publishing. You can buy it at all the fine local bookstores. But I would like Except to. Except Harry Schwartz. Well, no, but I would like to. Uh, I'd like to absolutely tell you to go to Next Chapter Books and Boswell Books. That's those are the two. Yes. New leftover, the ones that are spinning off from Harry Schwartz. Right, and they will Good. be carrying the, my book. So. Great. Yeah. Good. And what's it called again? Milwaukee's Live Theater. Milwaukee's Live Theater, yeah. 150 years of Milwaukee theater. Yes, and you can go to 10 Chimneys and see an exhibit curated all next year based on my book called Milwaukee's Live Theater, It's Your History. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, you are you are you do lots of different things. That's great. You even mm-hmm. twittered right before you I came in. I Twitter, I Facebook, I do it all. You do yeah. it all. I'm, that's <laughs> what I'm told. Um well, thanks for talking to us today. And w- tell me what the season is, and when does the season start for Sunset Playhouse? Uh, the season starts in September, and we're kicking things off with Auntie Mame. Perfect. Yes, a big old 
lots of fun, uh, lots of kids, lots of people, lots right. of partying. Uh, we do Death Trap and Inspecting Carol and uh, a musical review called Midlife, the Crisis Musical. Um, a Neil Simon favorite from the sunset called Rumors. I remember um, Rumors. A play called Escanaba in Love, which is a follow-up to Jeff Daniels' um, show Escanaba in, in the, the Moonlight. Moonlight, which was a big hit at the sunset last season. Jeff Daniels wrote this also? Jeff Daniels wrote this. Will Jeff Daniels be coming over? and? Uh, We're going to invite him, and we'll see. Yeah, we get him will, over here. We will see. Tell um, him I said get over here. I will, I will, I will. And uh, we'll be doing a Ken Ludwig play called Leading Ladies, which is a really funny farce. And then next summer, the big summer musical at sunset is Hair. You're doing Hair? Hair, yeah. Now, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. in Hair, when mm-hmm. they did it in 19... 19- 60, whenever it was in New mm-hmm. York, everybody was naked. Yeah, I don't think you're going to be seeing that in the okay. Sunset Playhouse I thought production. maybe you were bringing yeah. a little of Bialy Second Bloom <laughs> into the Sunset Playhouse. Well, thank you for talking to us today. Um, it's always good to see you. It's always good to see you, well, Mark. This is a mutual admiration yeah. society. <laughs> Thanks, John. This podcast was made possible with support from Frontier Radio, WMSC 91.7 FM, anti-established in and supporting local music since 1981. This edition of the Third Coast Cast is proudly sponsored by Alverno Presents, welcoming Rashid Taha to the Pittman Theater on April 18th at 8 p.m. Taha has been fighting the war on fear, complacency, ignorance, and racism for 20 years with a canon of powerful songs jostling rock, electronic, and North African influences. Now, here's Nick Shirk with another installment of whatever it is he does. Hey, everyone. This is Nick Shirk. Um, Unfortunately, I didn't have any time to schedule a new guest for this week. So I'm just going to read some things that are going on in the community. Uh, Sometime this month, there's going to be a sit-in at the Associated Bank on Downer Avenue, hosted by the River West Visual Artists Association. Uh, Apparently, they're trying to get the U.S. government to recognize River West currency as legal tender. So uh, it doesn't have a date here. It just kind of says we'll get around to it whenever. And it says for more information, contact Brian. So, oh, does anyone know what this flashing light over here is? Oh, okay, that's, okay, that's the phone board. I'm just going to ignore it for now. Um, the UWM Student Association is uh, looking for bands to play at a charity that they're having coming up. It's called Student Activity Yesterday. And what they're trying to do is earn enough money to buy out 
all of the student organizations on the UWM campus and the MSOE campus. Also, they told me to mention that all SDS members who attend will be arrested on site. All right, this, this flashing light here is getting really, really distracting. I'm just going to answer this call and just see, see what they want. Hi, Third Coast Digest, you're on the air. Hello? Yeah, hi. How- Hello? Who is this? Hello? Is it on? Oh, hi. Hi. Um, just first-time caller, long-time listener. Okay, we've had like four episodes. So I mean, I guess it's that's great. I love of, it all. Well, thank you very much. Yep. Uh, is that all you called to say? Uh, also, um, well, I love your show. Mm-hmm. Uh, are, what do you look like? Uh, excuse me. Wait, what do you look like what, visually? What do you look like? Why do you want to know what I look like? Uh, just, I think there's a Latin word for it or something, but uh. I'm trying to figure out what you put a put a put a face to the voice. Oh, I kind of get what you're saying. How like sometimes you'll hear like an audio personality sort of thing and doppelganger. Know, well, no, it's not doppelganger. I'm oh. pretty sure. But like you just then eventually you run into them and see them, and it kind of like ruins your perception of yes. that person. Okay, yes. I can, you know it's a little weird, but okay. I mean, I guess I got nothing else to do on this episode. So uh, let's see. I'm you know I'm about five nine. Uh, okay. Um. You know, I've got a brown hair thing a little bit in the front. Um, wear kind of thick glasses most of the time. Uh, sure. I mean, does that kind of give you... No. I, well, okay. Um, I'm thinking you look more like uh, you're probably like mid to late 50s. What? Uh, salt and pepper hair, kind of a crew cut, short on top, but really short on the sides. Uh, kind of a, a little bit of pudgy face, you know, because you're older, and uh, always smiling. And uh, in that smile, you've got a big gap in your front teeth. Um, that was incredibly, incredibly specific. Yes. Uh, where- also, um, you tend to wear button-down shirts quite a bit. I mean, occasionally that was kind of accurate, I guess. But the rest of it, like I'm, I'm 23 years old. I'm not in my 50s or 60s, like you. Are you sure? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Where can I ask, like, why you think all of this? Um, I, I, really? Uh, okay. I, all right. You uh, sound a little flustered. Uh, have you uh, have you ever been in the movie Princess Diaries? Was I ever in the movie The Princess Diaries? Yes. No, I wasn't. Uh, you sure you weren't like the trolley conductor when um, Anne Hathaway? And the other lady who was in The Sound of Music, they like run in there in San Francisco and the trolley comes down and then you jump out. I think with I, the conductor. I think I understand who you think. Do you think that I'm John McGivern? Yes. Are you John McGivern? <laughs> no. I'm not even. <sighs> How, why did you think that I was John McGivern? I. You sound like John McGivern. I saw you in the play. Okay. A Midsummer Night McGivern. Okay, first of all, I, I look, I look and sound nothing like John McGivern, and I, I, I still don't understand why you think that I'm him. Like you're still referring to me as if I'm him. I'm not. I, uh, well, well, I saw the play, and it, mm-hmm. you guys sound a lot alike. Well, we don't. Oh. Um, I'm sorry that you thought that. Are you sure? Am I sure what? That you don't sound a lot alike. 
I'm I'm fairly sure that we don't sound anything alike. Oh. Uh, so you so you're not in the play then? No, I was not in. Uh, you seem like you liked that play a lot. Like I it had did. a pretty big influence on you. I had a lot. I liked that. It's classic Shakespeare. <laughs> classic Shakespeare. Yeah. I think you're thinking of uh, a Midsummer Night's Dream. No. What? No, I'm it, thinking of the like, actor's name is in the play name. Like, does right. that not like John McGivern and Juliet and is, Lady? Well, my favorite character in all the plays is Lady McGivern. You you are seriously ill informed. I'm a big fan of John McGivern. I can tell. Did you like his cream cheese commercials? I loved your cream cheese commercials. <laughs> I'm again. I'm not John McGivern. I have to say that. Uh, I I've never met him. He seems like a very nice guy, but I don't know him, and I certainly am not John McGivern. All right. Well, you seem you seem incredibly disappointed by this whole. Yeah. You think he'd let me try out for Midsummer? I, I could I try out for it. Are you asking me for permission? Yeah. It, you know, I you'd have to ask John about that. Oh, okay. Thank you. All right. Well, uh, that was interesting. Um, Hello. Oh, sorry, I didn't hang still, up yet. Okay, hang up this time. All right. Well, um, don't really know what to say about that. I kind of wasted my entire segment talking to that. I don't even know what, what that was all about. Um, all right, join us next week when uh, we have the uh, drummer from, from the band Noose Call. Wonderful. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. This edition of the Third Coast Cast is proudly sponsored by Alverno Presents, welcoming Rashid Taha to the Pittman Theater on April 18th at 8 p.m. Taha has been fighting the war on fear, complacency, ignorance, and racism for 20 years with a canon of powerful songs jostling rock, electronic, and North African influences. It's so Well, that's it for this week. Make sure you check out this podcast each week at www.thirdcoastdigest.com or follow the link to subscribe on our iTunes page. Join us next week for more exciting stories, interviews, lessons, and much more. Much thanks to our co-producers, WMSC, who you can find at 91.7 FM on your radio dial or on the web at www.wmsc.org. This week, we heard music from Headlights, iCrime, and The Constellations. To find out more about the music featured each week or to get your own music featured on the podcast, visit thirdcoastdigest.com and look for our podcast link. 
I'm Noah Therian. The Third Coast podcast was recorded at the WMSC studios on the downtown campus of the Milwaukee School of Engineering. Produced by Amy Elliott and myself, co-produced by Ryan Schleicher and Tom Crawford, and engineered by Joe Crockett. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.